Hello and welcome to Sex Time. Welcome to Sex Time. What a week, guys. What a week. Hi, Badger. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm so tired. How are you? Samesies. I um, started feeling a little frenetic this evening and stressed out. And then I'm like, oh, this this sensation is a better reminder to take my Wellbutrin than the reminder I've set on my phone. Yeah. So took took my Wellbutrin. Good. I and should be better about taking mine. Do I need to remind you? No, I just sometimes in the mornings I grab it and I put it in my pocket and then I think I'm going to take it with my coffee, but I don't always then I just carry it with me like a magic rock. Well, it does have pretty awesome properties. Yeah, if taken internally. Yeah, it's the reason my house is clean. My house is not clean, but I'm getting a lot of other stuff done. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, small talk over. Yeah. You're, you sound a little bit like a robot, so hopefully the sound quality uh, doesn't worsen. You sound like a robot. Yeah, I know. That's just my voice, but, like, the app is making you sound like a robot. Oh. Unfortunate. You're glitching out, dude. Well, it sounds fine on my end. Okay, fine. Of course it sounds fine on your end. You're hearing it come out of your mouth. Yeah, fine. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Are we talking about Sex in the City first, as per usual? It's either as usual or per usual. As per usual. Let's not do this here. As per usual. We're going to start out by talking about sex time. Turtle. Turtle. Vibrator episode. The turtle and the hare. I'm kind of surprised you actually had the title ready. Well, you posted it on Twitter. Yeah, I am surprised because I didn't know anybody read it. (laughs) Well, one person did. Yeah, you? No, Taylor. Yeah, um, we also got a question from Taylor. Yeah, and um, also Taylor is Broccoli, and Taylor is also Taylor, and like, my God, what if Taylor is Emily? Oh, no. I thought Emily was real. She seemed so real, but now I think maybe they're just all Taylor. You know, what's a good way for them to prove that they are real and differentiate themselves is that they could all do art for us. Yes, or they could come on our show and talk about uh, themes. So um, we, this episode is a little um, kind of in limbo because we are recording this the day before we actually take our podcast public with like the people we really know in real life so um this is going to be uh released after that happened so um this could be the last time you hear us when we're so humble are you like eating walnuts or something over there what are you doing i was giving uh vitamin cookies to the babies explain what the babies are they're guinea pigs yeah i think uh we need to clarify some of the terms that you and I know colloquially for our multitudes of fans. Sure. Colloquially. Um, the babies are my guinea pigs. And now um, that we are about to blow up 
podcast level, we're going to be able to quit our jobs and do guinea pig uh, cookie giving full time. That would be great. That'd be so I great. I love that. Yeah. Well, uh, do we want to do shout outs now? Sure. Um, so I feel like we shouted out either to or at Taylor quite a lot already. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, as as discussed, we should have him on to discuss. Like, it, it would be relevant to have him around for the discussion of this episode of Adventure Time, the dungeon. Oh, because well. Because he is the person who is, like, making up the games. The dungeon games. Like Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. He's a DM? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's probably going to be more um of that type of element in the show a lot so maybe we can try to connect with taylor on a specific episode in the future and um, get his real life dming input yeah that's that is the idea with filter and um of course we'll need to eventually bring emily on to prove that she's real she wants to talk about fashion but i think that maybe that's just a podcast that you and and she and emily do no you we're going to record it and have you on and hear your real life groans and mumbles i honestly just don't have any idea i mean honestly like what do you mean you don't have an idea you know what you think looks good and what doesn't yeah i guess i i think it's more important to be comfortable right i don't care what colors go together and I don't care what but, shapes things are. Oh, boy. Do I need to take you shopping again soon? Probably, huh? Yeah, I ripped a massive hole in my pants today. <laughs> oh, my God. What? How? I was putting How? them... Uh, they're my old jeans that already have, like, three or seven oh. patches. I thought you meant your work pants. No, I, was like, I only have two of those. I really need to be careful with those. We'll get you more. <sighs> yes. Emily and I can talk about fashion. We, I think, as humans, can discern what we think looks good to the human eye. And I think that you find beauty in the world and you don't have a very large blind spot when it comes to clothing. Fine. Sure. Fine. Well, shout out to all our new listeners. We're bundles of fun. My God. Yes. We are the only people who can tolerate each other at this quantity of interaction. Correct. Who else are we shouting out? Um, Lisa. Of course. Kate. She, she told me the other day that she was listening to a, the podcast on the way to work. And she said it was like she was hanging out with us for the morning. Is that good? Is that said in a, like a positive tone or like a, she said oh it? In a, she said it in a positive tone. Although she could have just been, you know, faking, faking it really, really well. She says many things in a positive tone. She's very positive. So who else are we? Well, let's say Kate. Yeah, I said Kate. She's listening to us on her speaker that she paid for. Um, Will, <laughs> who I don't know if he's still listening. Yeah, I mean, everyone's so busy. Is he, though? I think so. I mean... You know how I have so many hobbies? Mm-hmm. I think he has just as many hobbies. 
Yeah, but he has the types of hobbies where he specifically goes into like his wood shop and listens to podcasts while he does things. That sounds amazing. So he's like making a choice if he's not listening to us. I don't know. I guess we'll find out someday when he says, oh, I stopped listening to that or I'm still listening, but I don't know why. We should like bait him into revealing a truth that he only could have known the the like clues towards because he listened to this or I don't know. Yeah, that needs some more thought. Hey, I just thought of it and I think it's pretty good for having just thought of I it. I think we shouldn't publish it if that's the plan. <laughs> uh, well, that'll, you know, help us determine if he's listening. Right. Will, did you ever hear the podcast where we talked about trying to trick you, maybe? Yes? No? Okay. He thinks that benign things are trying to trick him. One, you keep scaring him. That's not Um, on purpose. uh, Okay. Uh, Two, he's going to go out to bingo. Aaron and I and he and his wife are going to go to bingo next week. And he, after I said, oh, hey, Will, you're going to bingo? He said, nope, not now. No, 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 because it's a trap. It's a trap. And he got all paranoid. So I'm so sad that I can't go to bingo, that everything is happening that Wednesday. This random Wednesday in May. Um, that is, Ariana asked if I wanted to be an extra in her music video that she is shooting that evening. And I would be able to, like, pretend to play tennis. Aaron invited me to bingo for to you know to to do our plan to trap will yeah that's what it that's what it is and i can't go to that because i have my last women's strength final that wednesday well there will be other nights we go to bingo and there will be other music videos yeah yeah i know it's just so much stuff is happening so I wouldn't have been able to go to bingo anyway because if I could have I would have already committed to Ariana's cool music video one day we'll actually hang out in real life again yeah we'll try well that's enough chit chat that's too much chit chat I know it was a lot let's launch into our discussion of Uh, Sex in the City, I believe this was episode 9 of season 1, and it's called The Turtle Turtle and the Rabbit and the Hare. Makes more sense my way. Yeah, it would make more sense if it was the tortoise and the hare, and then, uh, because then it would be an abstraction of both of the animal terms that were used instead of only one. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was thinking a little bit about this episode in terms of, like, what was its thesis because most of the episodes we've watched everybody's dealing with kind of like one thing but in their own way so like in the episode of threesomes there were like the various threesome e-type discussions that were happening what was kind of like the unifying plot point or was there one in this episode so let's see I I don't know would it be commitment because um I almost called her Kelly Carrie whoa is <laughs> is realizing that like she eventually wants to get married and what's the charlotte um gets a new vibrator that she wants to commit to and samantha shoot what was miranda doing i don't think miranda was doing anything in this one 
And Samantha was trying to change a man so that she could love him. So, so no unifying theme. No. I feel like if if we're really going to give them credit that they may not have earned, I think a unifying theme might be like trying to change someone who can't be changed. Um, so what for better or for worse. So like um, Carrie is come to the decision that she's the marrying type and then um samantha realizes that the the turtle the guy that she's trying to change so he's dateable is still obnoxious because he's hyper focused on what variety of produce is in his food etc um big is apparently not the marrying type stanford is going to be gay whether or not his uh, grandmother will give him an inheritance um, and then Miranda, it will always be cynical about men and think that sex with a vibrator is better than sex with a person that has personality and all the horribleness that comes with being a person. False dichotomy. You can have sex with both. Yeah. Uh, so let's, since this was such a big plot point, let's talk about the vibrator. I actually remember so. this from the nineties, people talking about like, oh, this specific vibrator that is like blowing up on sex in the city. Yeah, this is where it, it started. This was the phenomenon, the origin point. Yeah, you've witnessed it. Yeah. And it's like, um gosh, it sure is dated, isn't it? Well, yes. But also the thing that I found kind of ridiculous is how this seemed to be the first experience with vibrators for at least half these women. Yeah, and doesn't Carrie write a sex column? Yeah. Shouldn't she be reviewing these things? A funny story. I actually have a friend who's a writer who <laughs> is reviewing sex toys, and she just kept getting boxes and boxes of sex toys showing up <laughs> on her doorstep. <laughs> and she was like, I can't do all this. It was too much. <laughs> Um, and I, there's a comic that you can look up online called Oh Joy Sex Toy. The author is mm-hmm. actually, author and illustrator, I believe, are both from Portland. Um, they do signings and stuff now and then at Books with Pictures, which is my favorite local comic book shop since we're doing shout outs. Uh, and it's, it's quite a delightful comic. So if I, it's a, it's a healthy way to look at these things. It's so if you take this as a jumping off point and think I would like some more entertainment that involves the sex toys and the use of them, check out Ojoy Sex Toy. I um, have read some of it. I haven't read a ton of it, um, but I agree. I think that they re- the way that it's uh, presented is very like um, accepting of the diversity of people who would want to use sex toys. And very much like uh, charitable in the, uh, I don't know, the various ways that people might be approaching this and like the different types of accommodations that are available and the different types of features that people might want. Um, I also feel like it's very like, um, from what I've read, it's very inclusive of like non-binary people and like different orientations. And it's, it's not like, I think that there's this perception that like, sex toys for women are like this hyper feminized thing and it doesn't have to be that way so that's it's 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 good it's inclusive you sure had a lot of thoughts and feelings on that comic but i never would have guessed that you'd looked at really yeah 
I mean, I think that it's ubiquitous because I, um, I live in Portland. Well, kind of, um, sort of, and I know a lot of people who are into comics and graphic novels. I know a lot of people who are very vocal about sex. And so, um, and also I follow like local publications like bitch magazine. And those are the types of things where people will share that comic. So, well, there we go. So that's a healthy way to look at sex toys. How about an unhealthy way to look at sex toys? As in, if you spend too much time with them, you won't get married. This is, um, this reminds me of Pokemon Go. Tell me more. So, so uh, Charlotte is, is skeptical. Miranda gives everybody these vibrators. New out of the box. Into the box. And... Charlotte's really hesitant. She doesn't want to do anything with it. She says no, and then it's kind of cute. And uh, then she's wants to use it, you know, as much as she wants to use it. And Miranda's like, "Oh no, not like that." So it's akin to Pokemon Go, like go outside and socialize with new people. No, not like that. Um, yeah, I feel very angry at the portrayal of, so like she just got a new toy and she's really into it. And so she blows off some social engagements, but it's like two things. And it, you know, that girl has not had very good sexual experiences to date on this show. It's like, let her, let her have some, let her have some goddamn fun. Um, and you know, the novelty will wear off in a little bit and then she'll be like, you know, probably socializing at the same level she was before, but like, you know, there was nothing wrong with, with what she was doing. No. And it's very strange that Carrie who writes the sex column is spearheading the movement to go into her home, take a vibrator in her bare hands that has ostensibly just been entertained Mm -hmm. and take it away from her grown-up friend and then Miranda puts it in her purse (laughs) that what happened I looked away I figured they like threw it out the window or something nope just want to just want to say right now if you have any of these types of things in your home there are cleaners that you can buy which are safe and uh, for you to use around your body and that don't degrade the material and don't just like take a probably just use one and put it in a purse no don't do that also like spend the extra money on a lilo or something where it's rechargeable and you're not putting batteries in well this was 20 years ago well lilo's been around for a long time so I don't know if they've been around 20 years, but when you upgrade, I, I can give, oh boy, it's awkward. I can give them a solid recommend. So since this seems to be like everybody in this is first like real foray into those things, but do you want to get like confessional here? And like, I'll say when I got my first one, okay, it was like, on my 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. Maybe, actually, maybe even a little earlier, somehow. Hey, it's, 
it's normal. Yeah. It is totally normal to do this sort of thing. And there's nothing shameful. Yeah. Maybe don't like, don't blow off your friends, like regardless of why you're blowing off your friends, but like, do we want? Yeah. And when you're not 18, go get a nice one. Like treat yourself. That's something that, yeah. Don't get a cheap thing. Not worth it. No. Just get something that you'll you'll enjoy for a long time in many different ways. <laughs> do do we care about any of the other stories? Probably the only other interesting story was that Samantha was trying to like make a gross guy less gross. Yeah, I don't know how she thought she was going to do that. She put him in new clothes. Oh, um, I, because I said I'd, I'd like talk about one thing that I liked in each episode. Oh, yeah. I don't think I did that the last two. I don't think we did. I think the last episode was like, what I like best about this show is when modern day Kate Blanchett wears a suit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in the beginning when they're at this person's wedding and they're, they're the singles and for some reason they coordinatedly wore black. Uh, somebody asks, like, is this such and such or is such and such in this food? And Miranda says, who cares? Yeah, it's the, that was the turtle. He was, he was trying to think if they were Bosque or Bartlett pears in the tart. Oh, well, I liked the part where Miranda said, who cares? Yeah, I did like that too. Yeah. Also, I, I wanted to compare female friendship shows so this just like a quick comparison to broad city as far as the vibrators go mm-hmm. broad city is so much more positive well yeah I mean, look how far we've come in 20 years yeah kind of far um. there, i think in like the third episode of I, it was an early episode. They show Alana is like getting her masturbation set up so that she's propping up a mirror so she can see herself with her vibrator. She is the sex positivist. Yeah. The character on TV that I can think the of. The cum queen. Ooh. Yeah. From the self appointed and witches. Well, we're all witches. Right, but that's the episode where she declared herself the cum queen. <laughs> Broad City is so much better than Sex it's So much better. <laughs> uh, um, anything else on Sex in the City? There's, there's not white people in Broad City. In New York, which I just can't imagine. Oh, yeah. So I guess Sarah Jessica Parker just came out and said that if Sex in the City had been made now instead of 20 years ago, there would be more people of color. And people were like, why? Were there not people of color in New York in 1998? Yeah, did they just pop into existence this year? Yeah, like Harlem wasn't a thing then. Massive, (laughs) like, influx of immigrant population that has never slowed down is not a thing. But even the people in the background are all white people. And it's like, what is happening? Uh, Structural inequality uh, exemplified. Yeah. And now we're making a podcast about it. And it's like, why? But we keep doing it. 
Well, let's be real. If these were real women in New York in 1998 hanging out in this like socioeconomic group, there probably wouldn't have been many people of color because people of color have been excluded from that sort of like echelon. But they would have been on the street like around. I Well, I feel like there's a little bit of that in the background shots, but there's not many background shots on the street. No. So the city's not part a character on the show. Yeah. Hey, we didn't get any of the uh, fourth wall breaking this time. Uh, yeah, we did. When? At the wedding. Like, in the when? beginning at the wedding when Carrie was like, he, she, she did a fourth wall break. And I even thought that, like, oh, my gosh, I thought this was going to be over by now. Um, I don't remember that. What did she What did she do? She was like, so this person's wedding and blah, blah, blah. And there are two singles tables. Guess which ones we're at. Oh, she's narrating. That's different. No, she looked at the camera. Oh. I don't remember that. I just it happened. I just this. watched it. You know that my memory is questionable. Lately. Uh, always, but lately even worse. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I don't have much else to say on this one. Me neither. As always, so- I'm glad it's over. So to transition to Adventure Time really quickly, I want to uh, answer the one and only listener question we got this week, Mm -hmm. which is from a person whose name we have said so many times already. Do we want to say it again? No. Okay. Well, he asked if uh, the Sex and the City characters, the Sex and the City ladies were on Adventure Time, either what kind of princess they would be or like what princess they would be. I didn't, I don't have Twitter up right now, so I can't get you the verbatim well i answered huh i answered you did yeah i didn't see princess princess all of them uh princess princess is like a horrifying conjoined amalgam of five or six different individuals who face different directions but share one body huh well that makes sense these women all have the same skin tone yep I have not seen this character yet in the show, so I will take your word for it. Uh, the character is actually briefly introduced in What is Life. She was one of the princesses floating around in the Ice King's imagination zone. Oh, I bet that didn't have an anchor for me, really, then. It's fine. I mean, I knew the answer. That's why I'm here. Okay, let's talk about Adventure Time. Yeah, so also some problematic things with both of these episodes. Um, do you feel like the it's problematic like, stuff gets addressed internally, or are we going to have to check this show on some problematic stuff that is left unchecked? So in Dungeon, there was one problematic part that I saw that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people must have like written letters or emails or however people communicate uh, because that does not happen again in this show. Well, let's talk about the, the shows in order. Okay. So uh, I wrote down the titles, but I closed my notebook because I am self-sabotaging. When Wedding Bells so, Thaw. Yes, When Wedding Bells Thaw. So this one is the Ice King is going to get married ostensibly to a lady who actually wants to marry him. And he... 
uh, kind of passive aggressively gets Finn and Jake to throw him a manlorette party. Manlorette party because he thinks that's masculine of bachelorette, <laughs> which is great. Yes. Um, and they go out and they do the fun, and he has like a crisis about whether or not he actually wants to get married. I love the fun scene when they're like taking him out places. He gets in fights everywhere. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and the music's fun too. Yeah, that was that was fun because I'm starting to really enjoy seeing that uh, the kind of detail and the variety of um, characters that are drawn for scenes that like they're not necessarily plot important characters, but they just put a lot of like creativity into fleshing out this world. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, he and a, like, dancing teddy bear type creature wink at each other. And then her boyfriend uh, gets all, like, aggressive and he's, like, foaming they're, at him. Now. They're like Care Bears, but they have, like, yeah. poop emojis and angry faces on their tummies. <laughs> um, and then he, like, they go drink something that's probably, like, a beer or a beer amalgam or whatever. And it's, uh, uh, he, the Ice King hates it, spits it out on the guy sitting next to him, gets in a fight. <laughs> Um, so that, that whole montage was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Um, then, uh, Finn and Jake convinced him, yeah, you really do want to get married. Um, because he's made a promise that if he does, he's not going to princess, kidnap princesses anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, and that lady seems totally into marrying him. So cool. Win, win. And then they get to his palace yeah, and she is not into marrying him. She's wearing some kind of enchanted sorcery ice ring that has imprisoned her inside of her own body. And she needs Finn and Jake to, to help her. And uh, they do, of course, mm-hmm. uh, by tricking the Ice King uh, into marrying Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the princess. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they break the ice ring and she's free and they're they're bummed out at Ice King again. So this episode you said both of these had some problems. So what did what did you find problematic about this one? Well, I mean just the obvious. At, at least in this one it wasn't like ooh. It was like ooh, the bad guy's doing something and now it's being rectified. Just surrounding issues of like consent, and I I don't want to be too heavy-handed with like tying it back to to substance-driven assault. I I think that uh, the the messaging is very clear that consent is important. That she did not want to marry him, therefore she shouldn't have to. So. Um, at least that is the narrative that is that wins the day yeah so so yeah I mean it's just the Ice King is still in this stage where he's a total creep and he there's really no nothing redeeming about him at this point in the show yeah he's just a bad guy he is he's just a bad kind of manipulative sad sack with a malicious streak and powers so as far as uh this type type of interaction between all the characters goes this is pretty um you know consistent with how he's behaved before 
uh, and with the ultimate, the princesses, princess or princesses get saved at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and then it's fine. Yeah. And, you know, overall, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Just in case you're wondering, so far, uh, that princess or whatever humanoid, the shriven humanoid that she was, does not show back up in the show, to my knowledge. There are a lot of princesses in this world. Mm-hmm. Just wait till we get to uh, Princess Potluck and Princess Day. I love those episodes. Is is there a princess called Princess Potluck, or is it a potluck that it's a is potluck put on for princesses? Oh, because if there was a princess that was the princess of potlucks, that would be me. Uh, there's Breakfast Princess. Oh, that would be Leslie. Nope. Yeah. let's just be sad for a minute that parks is over (laughs) yeah we didn't we didn't get the reality that we wanted no with most of this (laughs) Hmm. i don't have much else to say on this episode me neither it's fun uh recommend cool all All right dungeon dungeon uh do you want to start with the problematic part yeah, so Finn is in the dungeon, and this is a sort of a and d style dungeon where like monsters jump out at you, and there's traps, and there's tricks, and there's booty, and he needs to get this key, and he sees it floating, and it's floating in a cube of jelly with oh. like, disembodied eyeballs. I know, I know what you found problematic, yeah. I found it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Jordan and I watched this together. And, like, he flinched. (laughs) Um, So Finn can see the key, but the jelly cube is not giving it to him. Uh, And he says, come on, don't flaunt it if you're not going to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Bad in an otherwise fun episode. Yeah. Also, you know where they do the, like... It's some some riff on Adventure Time logo during the middle of the show. Yeah. Soon they stopped doing that, and we're all very relieved. Oh, I liked those. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I don't like that. I think they're just so disruptive to the narrative. I, I thought they were fun. Well, I think you get, like, two more. Um... Okay, so the the basic like setup for this is that Finn and Jake are putting up these signs to not go down this well, um, and presumably that also means they shouldn't. Uh, but Finn is like, "I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna get the thing, and I don't need Jake." And Jake's like, "Whatever, uh, you need me." And so they make a bet about it, and Finn goes down and he starts getting his ass handed to him, mm-hmm. like categorically through this dungeon. I really enjoyed. The uh, that cat creature with approximate knowledge of many things. What does he call him? Like Frank. John. <laughs> How did you almost know my name? I almost know everything. <laughs> um, yeah, there were parts of that dungeon that I thought were fun, like pretty creative. Um, like the the what is it? The bucket monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that he gets bigger when he splashes water on himself and it's like why wouldn't he just like constantly be bigger then <laughs> because he's living in an area of the cave where there's tons of water because he's the bucket knight and he carries the water in his bucket otherwise he wouldn't be the bucket knight uh, I liked it when Finn went down into the dungeon and he starts to like assess the, all the things that are in there. Like, there's this, there's that. I'm in my element. <laughs> Where would you? So he yells, "I'm in my element!" When there's all this, you know, traps and stuff for him to hit. What's your your sandbox where you would be in your element and and you would yell that? Oh. I think it's not necessarily an actual physical location, but you remember how yesterday someone I know on Twitter uh, didn't realize that their gel nail polish was gel polish that requires a UV lamp. Yeah, that was huge. And I'm like, I get, I get to, I get to help because I know about nail polish. <laughs> um, so it, it, I've recently become um, quite enamored of the nail art community and specific like youtubers who do nail art and i've done a quite a bit in amassing some of a collection and um i just i um i'm entranced by it i like glitter i find that really enjoyable um i also feel like i'm in my elements in hook like on like a real actual level when it comes to a debate tournament and running a debate tournament something i haven't done in a very long time but i am so in my element managing the chaos that is a debate tournament and also like tabulating results that is when i am in my zone so my god what i mean am i such a nerd well we're just so different what you're in your element in the forest right yeah like the forest or the river we are so different (laughs) like when i dive into the river like i will my my zen moment that i will even use to sort of put myself to sleep or calm down is uh thinking about a particular river like a very sunny day and the water is clear and it's green and it's blue and you can see down and you can see the fishes and it's all green trees and and plants along the bank And I dive in, and this is a real place, and I really have spent a lot of time diving into it. But for my my calm down moment, I think about opening my eyes underwater and like being able to see everything and taking in a deep breath and realizing that I can breathe underwater and just going under the water. So that would that would be me in my element. This is why we don't hang out a lot (laughs) in real life. Because we can't find much that we both like to do. It's true. I we mean, like to get froyo together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, you'll come on a little hike with me. Yeah. And sometimes you'll go shopping with me. But that's basically you standing there while I pile clothes in your arms. Yeah. But that's fun for both of us. Because I get clothes that I have accepted that I need to cover my body. <laughs> Is it really fun for you? Um, no, it's not fun. But sometimes we get to like go to Lush or REI or something after. Yeah, you do like Lush. Um, we like getting Froyo together. Mm-hmm. Um, we like going to the Blurch. Mm-hmm. That's our big, <laughs> our annual trip. Um, um, we play Pokemon together. 
Mm-hmm. We do know that you now, got the app again. Now that I'm back on it. Um, yeah, we do some things, but I think it's important for us to have our own separate things because if we spent any more time together than we currently do, oof. well, and, and it's important for us to have our own because we just do. Yeah. I mean, uh, we don't have to force space between us. Right. We say, as just friends, definitely not in a relationship, <laughs> definitely not living together or anything mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense of, you know, having to find that balance like a lot of people who are in relationships would. <laughs> and uh, I got off the bus and I had just seen you because we got off the same bus and I mm-hmm. called Jordan and you answered. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm right <laughs> And you just said, we're basically married. You're, you're like, huh, call them, call the most important person in my life. Oh, I should have specified <laughs> romantic category. Bonnabelle doesn't have a phone even. <laughs> Bonnabelle's a guinea pig. Yeah, she's baby guinea pig. Um, okay, so I think my favorite part of this episode, back on topic... Um, is uh, Finn's guardian angel? Yes, yes. it's so good. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay, so the guardian angel, uh, Jake is like just about to be finished by this the cat with approximate knowledge, Finn. and he's like legit scared that he's not going to make it out of the the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then um, the guardian angel shows up, and she like knows his name, and she's very soothing in this white light, and. She uh, lifts him, offers snacks, cleans him up, mends his clothes, and then it turns out she's going to boil him and eat him. Yeah, heals his wounds and then dumps him in a birdcage full of slimy stew vegetables. And then the, <laughs> the thing, so she's going to cook him. And she's got a hovering, like, electronic burner <laughs> that, that's underneath the cage. It's not like a fire made with sticks and twigs. It's like a, a hot plate type of thing <laughs> that is suspended yeah, it's in like air. a chafing dish in a dungeon. Yes. It's a little, like, um, like, Bunsen burner or whatever. It's like, this already doesn't make sense, but this especially doesn't make sense, <laughs> which is why I think it's even better. Yeah. And... <laughs> And then he's like, I, I hope Jake comes here to, like, save me. And then she's like, I'll save you. I'm your guardian. Let your guardian angel save you. And then what does he say to her? I don't remember, but like, I laugh. You're weird. Or yeah. like um, uh, so <laughs> uh, Jake has gotten in and um, realizes that Finn needs help and then offers to help Finn win his bet, which is the bet that Finn can get through this whole thing without Jake's help. So a little bit of a, a paradox, but okay. <laughs> it probably hurt some people's heads to think about that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, so Finn's lamenting that Jake's not there. And then Jake's like, Oh, I'm here. And he's also been abducted and put in this soup cage. But Jake having the powers that he does, get out yeah it gets out easily mm-hmm. and then they crash the cage down onto the guardian angel and she's like working on it is she like chopping up vegetables or no something? there's she... like this exciting marimba music and she's wearing a chef hat and playing the marimba oh. of course she is 
Um, yeah, so they get to the the cavern. It's the it's like the cavern of the crystal eye, or mm-hmm. the demon eye, or something like that. And they un they like basically unleash the apocalypse. <laughs> it it looks like um bunch of bunch of flying eyes that can melt steel start hovering around and blinking at them, and then uh, they are saved by Princess Bubblegum. And she's mad at them. Yep. Yeah, she's on her swan. She's blasting the eyeballs. She puts the diamond back in the eyeball hole. And then, like, flies them to safety, and it's super pissed. <laughs> um, so I thought this was pretty great. Yeah, and this is, I uh, think, kind of the first time you're, you're seeing that Bubblegum is a, a figure of importance and authority. Like she's mm-hmm. a person of consequence, not not a, a fin prop. Yes, and she has a swan that shoots like lasers out of its mouth. Mm-hmm. So like don't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I'm not sure I I might this is definitely in the top like three or four episodes we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Just this despite the part of it that was problematic. Um I think otherwise I found this this episode to be both getting more of the storyline that I was looking for with like things don't always work out for them every time would be great. And also like the jokes and, and the the weird elements and like the guardian angel, of course, being like the super weird element. Mm-hmm. I liked all that. Yeah, the kind of straightforward, dry, absurdist humor mm-hmm. is something that I really love in life and in this show. So does this kind of um exemplify what the tone is probably more going to be like in the future yeah more so than than some of the episodes that we've previously seen and there are some kind of bum episodes coming up next time we record you will have watched an an episode featuring this character that i mentioned i think in our first podcast episode that is just a dick like the point of him is that he's just he's a dick and he mm-hmm. comes back again and again and again, and it's never good. And then it's weird. Can't wait. <laughs> At least those episodes are short. Yeah, I think we're actually nearing the end of season one of Adventure Time. I don't. Uh, I don't we, have that same hope for Sex in the City. We are nearing the end of season one of Sex in the City as well. Mm. Um. Because the first season, I believe, was pretty short. So uh, the whole series might have been. I, I've only looked at the quantity of episodes for the first season. But it was like a weird run on HBO. It was a weird time for television. <laughs> well, if, once we get into the second season of Adventure Time, like I, it really picks up at the end of season four. Um it seems like such a long time from now but we're probably gonna get there not not, i mean the episodes are 11 minutes long so Uh, they are but yeah some heavy stuff happens in the season two season three as well but i think it becomes more emotionally impactful at season four and Mm -hmm. and not just horrifying (laughs) but there's an episode in season two that i'm I'm really looking forward to to the point that I'm actually not skipping ahead and watching it. Because I enjoy it so much. I want it to be fresh. 
Cool. Well, so do you have anything else for any comments on, on that episode or any final thoughts on that? No, it was nice to have a couple like winter episodes after I feel like we've kind of hit a, hit a muddy patch. Mm-hmm. And that could just be because we're both tired all the time. That's part of it, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I will never sleep again until at least fall happens because the light just won't stop. The light is always there. The birds won't shut up. Yeah. My cats go crazy. It's, I don't sleep. I think by the time this episode airs, I will have graduated from my women's strength program. Not graduated, graduated, but I think I'll have finished the last class. Yay! Yay. And Ariana will have made her music video that only Jordan is going to be in. Instead of of me and Jordan, she asked she needed another person. So he said yes, but I feel left out. I feel left out of bingo. And you guys do not feel left out of women's strength finals. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Yeah, you don't. Um, Okay, so last thing before we go. I wanted to check in with any of your pop culture recommendations this week. Uh, I think I really sprinkled a lot of pop culture recommendations throughout the episode. Uh, oh, Joy Sex Toy, Books with Pictures. Books, yep. books with Come pictures up with one more. It's like literally full of pop culture. Come up with one more. Uh, the vibrators that I recommended. <laughs> They're not oh. pop culture. Um, Shebop is a local store. Is that pop culture? Um, it's very Portland specific and it's not, I wouldn't call it pop culture, but go ahead and plug, plug it. Um, no, I can do, um, mm, what's, what's, I, what? <laughs> what is pop culture? What could pop culture be? It doesn't even have to be current necessarily, but what's like a book, a movie, a television show, of an album, like a band? What's something that you've enjoyed lately? Oh, uh, Dessa. I have not heard too much of Dessa yet, but you keep talking about her, so I think I should. I think you should do. She's actually got also some books of poetry and uh, at her concert um, somebody asked nearby us, asked another person so are you hardcore Dessa or are you new to the team? (laughs) So that's the kind of culture you're you're dealing with and Dessa said like oh thanks for everybody for coming out. This was like an addition to the tour and uh yeah, thanks for people who bought tickets and, you know, if you got dragged along here by a women's studies major, thanks to you too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that, Maybe. that should pique your interest. Yeah. Okay. Um, my pop culture, I didn't really think of anything earlier, but it came to me that the, uh, um, a sitcom I've recently started watching and like, fell totally in love with is blackish it is um not only uh just like a funny show but it's incredibly relevant to like 
society right now and deals with a lot of issues of um, race, politics, gender, um, uh, some of the bigger things that have happened in American society when it comes to like police violence and things like that. Um, And, you know, more minute issues like navigating familial relationships and they just finished their most recent season. The last like three or four episodes have been total gut punches, um, like not funny at all, um, but good storytelling. And like um, basically the, the crux of the issue was that the, um, the, the, the married couple, the head of the household was at, at a, at a juncture, like basically breaking up essentially. And it was like, I think the most accurate portrayal of the prolonged process of what it means for a breakup to happen. It was just really like artfully done and it's, it it resonated and it was just, they, they didn't do a lazy, like, Oh, there was a fight. Now we're splitting up type of thing. So that show is just really like such a treasure. (laughs) So um, I would recommend anybody watches it. It's just great. I would love to watch that once I'm done watching Sex in the City. So in several years. Well, um, I thought of another piece of pop culture. Oh, sure. Go for it. Um, Donald Glover's new music video, This is America. Oh, my God. So much stuff is happening. So much stuff is happening. Yeah. I can't. uh, So let's have... So everybody go watch it and then we'll talk about it later. Oh man. I've seen a lot of weird shit come up as a result of that too. One, which never happened again, is a white woman doing a cover of it, mm-hmm. but having the issues facing like women, like well, white feminism for the most part, but like wage equality or some shit. I didn't even watch it. I was just like, no, no, you don't do that. Mm-mm. Please. Please do not do that. Stay in your um, lane. And then another part that I that it's it feels so wrong to like find something laughable about this when that is such a heavy music video and a such a like heavy theme that he's working on. But another podcast, my fave podcast, Too Beautiful to Live, I'll plug that too. Um, one of the guys was <laughs> saying that there's a video out where they sync. Carly Drake, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe with the first like minute and a half of This Is America. And it is like spot on, like where the like uh, chorus changes. There's like action on the screen that is it's like ridiculous. It's as if, it's as if they planned it. I, I it's in um, it was I laughed. Yeah, I it felt. did have the same. I did read that it had the same beats per minute as Call Me Maybe. But there's like certain parts of the song that change that there's like a like a like a, a louder like pickup in the music and that's right at the point in the um this is America video where he shoots the guy. <laughs> it's like time to the second. It's, it's like a Pink Floyd Wizard of Oz thing. You know, I still have never done that. Me neither. Who would? Why? Do, do you want to do that with me? Uh yeah, yeah. Sure. Cool, I got it on tape. You have to do it now. <laughs> okay, okay. So I got what I way, out of this episode. Emily thinks that it's so cute that you say on tape. Well, she told me I am, that and she's a real person. I am uh, so cute. So that's just kind of in line with me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll catch you on the um, phonograph later. Later. 
when I photographed the um, thing that the tape plays on to you. The cassette deck? I have to go. Okay, me too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Sex Time. We can be found on Twitter at Sex Time Pod. And yeah, we reply to every tweet that comes <laughs> yeah, to us. That's so fun. Everything's All right. so fun, you guys. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.